you can never figure out how much or what value you bring to your organization, to your family, and sometimes most importantly to yourself until you figure out exactly who it is that you are. And once you truly start to grasp who you are and your strengths and what value you bring to the world, that's when things start to click. Welcome to Access Points, the podcast where we discuss the tools, habits, and ideas that can help you achieve and maintain the leadership mindset so you can reach peak performance. Are you ready for your all-access pass to some of the top minds on the topic of leadership? Let's get started. All right, good afternoon to our listeners. Welcome back to the Access Points podcast. My name is Davin Marceau, the COO with Access eForms, and I'm here today, as always, with our owner and CEO, Mr. Tim Elliott. How are you doing, Tim? Hello, Davin. It's good to be here with you. It's good to be here with you as well, but we are not alone. We, we are not alone. We're never truly alone, but today is a special not alone. Right. And we always have Steven in here with us, you know, pushing and pulling levers and buttons to make us, to make us sound halfway decent. But we have a very special guest in studio with us today, our VP of sales, Mike Kelly. How you doing, Mike? Doing fantastic. Thank you for having me. Welcome, Mike. Yeah. Thank you. you know, I get to see you a lot virtually, but you know, you've, you've, kind of established a somewhat regular cadence of coming into the office, but it's been, it's been about a month since you've been here, right? It has. I was kind of tied up with things opening back up since COVID. And certainly we've had some opportunities to be out in the field. So the good news is we're out in the field. The bad news is it kind of kept me away from home here in Dallas for, for a little while, but finally back and pretty happy to be here. You know what? I wish he was being honest. The reality is he was building a pool. <laughs> he was building a pool. <laughs> well, that, that happened too. I mean, let's just call it for what it is. Yes. I mean, Jennifer you, you uh, decided that she wanted a pool and we yeah, are building a pool. You bypassed your friends and colleagues for a pool. It I is. get it. I totally get it. It's, it's money and I would never do it again. The but. thought of you buy the pool is not what I want to think about. <laughs> but nobody does. Ugh. Yeah. Can we, yeah, let's just, let's edit that thought out of my brain. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what a time to be building a pool. You know, we got those financials for June and yesterday. And I'll tell you what, gentlemen, we had ourselves a, a banner month here at Access. Here, here, boys. Well done. We, we did some good stuff in the last month. Yeah. You know, pretty that's, happy. that's on the back of you and, and your sales team really grinding away. So, you know, happy you were out on the road. Happy that uh, you weren't here in the Dallas office for a couple of weeks because you were making things happen for the company. But brother, it's always good to see you. Absolutely. Good to see you guys as well. We yeah. may ask you to build another pool in about three months. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never doing this again. And, and it's always good to see you, especially these days, Mike, because you, you physically look better than I've ever seen you in the three years that I've known you. Thank you. And that's a little bit about what this podcast topic is today. And a couple of weeks ago, I think it was last week, Tim, it came out the episode about personal performance and how it ties into professional performance, right? right? right. I think we had a really good conversation about that. I think it was one of our better podcasts that we've shot recently. Probably one of my favorite. Yeah. And it's in fairness, it's a low bar, but we jumped sure. over that ground level it, hurdle nonetheless. Uh, we, right? ro we rolled right over it. Yeah. And this is a bit of a continuation of that. And I think Mike is a really good use case in what we're going to talk about today. And, and it's you know, understanding what you guys do personally to make yourself better mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, et cetera, to then become and maintain and stay a high performer professionally. And here's why I think Mike is such a good example of that is because, you know, when I first started here, well, Mike, back in, it was almost three years ago, right? Um, August was three years ago, almost exactly. We were around at the same time. Yeah. Right. And you know, you and I worked together for a couple of months and we did this kind of summit here in December and we had Barb down and we dove into Colby's and Clifton. That was kind of our, our first real deep dive into it. And you know, there you could tell Mike was a very, very stressed out 
individual. There was a lot going on. You know, again, as the revenue producer for the company, there's a lot that rests on on your on your broad shoulders, right? And you were wearing some of that. And and I think after that meeting, you and I talked and you admitted that, you know, you weren't in the best shape physically. And thus kind of started this transformational process for you really starting to reinvest into yourself personally and physically. And the transformation, I think, not just physically what you look like, but how you perform and how you interact and how you kind of portray yourself to the world has changed a lot. Yeah. The difference at that time compared to what it is now and and why I was able to even do it in the first place was that it really goes back to something I've said on this podcast multiple times is that there are a tremendous amount of people. There's a tremendous amount of companies. There's a tremendous amount of entrepreneurs and bosses and managers that will absolutely give you the best lip service that you've ever seen. I mean, they'll tell you exactly what it means that, you know what, go take care of yourself. Take the time that it means that, that you really need to do to become better and, and more effective for us here at the organization, but they don't mean it. And, and, and I mean, I've seen it in, in multiple uh, positions that I've had. And, and the difference here is that we really, we really do kind of practice what we preach. We, we eat our own dog food around here. And I said something, I think it was a team at the end of last year when we were getting together and kind of recapping all of the, the struggles that we had had and, and, and COVID and, and throughout 2020, all the, the struggles that everybody had. And I even said it at that time, I said, I've worked on my job, probably the least amount I've ever done in my career. And yet we've accomplished more in that amount of time than if I hadn't have done some of the things, hadn't spent the time, you know, uh, getting in shape and, and, you know, getting physically fit to do what we need to be done here. Quite a dichotomy of, of I'm going to work less <laughs> and take care of my, take care of myself better so that I can be better for the company. I know that sounds odd, but it is certainly, it's proof in the pudding here. Yeah. And you know, Tim, that's how, that was the basis of your and I's relationship was, was investing into ourselves personally um, and physically and mentally and, and all those things. So that was, that was kind of the basis of, of our friendship anyway. Yeah, it was, it was. And, and, you know, I think one of the things that you and I shared in common was the, the want and the need to be better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think, you know, I can remember that same day that you were referring to and, and knowing that Mike was get really stressed out about being better professionally and, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. You said, you know, you actually worked less on your professional life and more on your personal life, but yet it reflected in, I'm sure in both areas. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, that's, that's one of the things, and we talked about this on, I guess it was the last podcast or the one before is, you know, if to be better professionally, you have to be better personally. And if things aren't great personally, then your professional life, there's only a certain amount of time that that can be good. And that starts to deteriorate, right? And so I think the question, I think the question was, can you be a peak performer in your professional life? If things aren't good at home, if things aren't good with yourself, if things aren't good personally, and not that things weren't good, correct? but were they what you wanted them to be? Are they, were they the best? And, you know, I, I know personally, there's times that I haven't taken the time for myself and to make myself better, not just physically, but also mentally and spiritually. And I think it was, gosh, go back to stories. It was when I first started strategic coach. I think I've told the story in the podcast before, but I I can remember Dan Sullivan talking about his day and he starts a day and he does this treadmill thing and then he gets up and does TM and this and that. So I'd look around the room and say, what, what's TM? Everybody's like, 
well, what do you mean? So he says, well, how many of you guys do TM every day? And like three-fourths of the people raise their hand. Now I'm really confused. So I'm like punching the people next to me going, dude, I don't even know what that is. And they're like, just Google it. And it's transcendental meditation. And that was the first time that I'd ever even heard of people that were business people that meditated. I immediately came back and signed up for a class. And I could remember some of the first times that I, I did that and seeing what my mental state was after versus what it was before, my stress level before and after made a huge difference. So, you know, you, you talk about different parts of being, we're talking about being physically fit, but also being, you know, mentally and spiritually fit and not just having your act together, as a lot of people say, but having that balance of life. And, you know, I know for me personally, trying to balance my physical activity, my work activity, my spiritual activity, and my mental activity, and trying to figure out where do I spend the time is very difficult sometimes, but it's also super important yeah. to balance it. You know, I, you just kind of made me think of something there is that three years ago, five years ago, I mean, I think I was at an age and, and certainly in a position in my career where my mental activity was what I relied on. I mean, nobody was more mentally kind of in tune with what the business needed at that time and a plan for how to make it successful than I was. Now, what it required was certainly, you know, this laser focus as well as, you know, going home at nighttime and, and studying and reading. And, and, and based upon my, you know, Colby's and Clifton's, I want to, I want to learn. The, the funny thing is, is that I think I finally got to a point where it's like, I can't rely on the mental side alone. I mean, I'm just, you know, we're all getting older and, and, and I need more of the physical side to match the mental side so that I can not necessarily spend more time doing the, doing the job, but make the time that I spend doing it even better. And now it's like, you know, it goes back to the idea of, you know, people do the things that they really enjoy doing. And if you really enjoy your job, uh, you'll never work a day. I mean, we've all heard those quotes and it's true because I love what I do. I just want to be able to do it and get more out of it while I do it. That means, you know what, I've got to turn it off at certain points of the day. And I'm still, you know, a work in progress to the point that, you know, I'll find myself kind of into the quarter, into the month, you know, starting to stress a little bit. But I think by going through this process over the last couple of years and actually doing the things that we say on these podcasts and, and living the mindset training that we do every day, I think it certainly put me in a position to be much better at my job now. Yeah. And the bottom line is that there's only so many hours in a day and you have to decide where you're going, going to invest that time and that effort. And I think when we're younger, especially if you're, you know, athletic or active to certain extents and degrees, and, you know, Mike was a college football player. And, and so, you know, you certainly live this life is that when you're younger and you look a certain way, you're going to invest a lot of time to maintain that physique because it's what you know, and it's what you're good at. And we tend to invest our time and our effort into the things in that, which we're good at. But as you get a little bit older and gravity takes over and things start to settle a little bit, right? But as that's happening, life is beginning to ramp up in other areas. You have the demands of a profession. You have the demands of a family. Um, you have the demands of, of any other d number of domains in your life. And so the amount of time that you invest into yourself physically begins to wane is maybe mentally you invest into yourself or into other areas. But then that gets out of balance really quickly. And I think that's probably happened to every single listener that we've had. Yeah. Balance is tough. Right. But you, you find yourself starting to physically fall apart. And 
what's tough about that is that's never isolated to the to the physical side of things is when your body starts to erode whether it's looks whether it's health whether it's both that's going to inevitably begin to erode the mental side it's going to inevitably begin to erode your relationships your spirituality all those other domains are going to suffer because you don't feel confident in the way that you look or you don't feel confident in the way that you feel so balance in that regard is extremely important you just said a word that I think that I, I was going to say, and that was confidence. You were kind of on the hot seat today, Mike, I guess. <laughs> but uh, the one thing that that I can see over Mike in the last three to four years is is confidence. And you've always been confident in your skills and your knowledge. But as an individual, you were a different level. I mean, completely different level. And, and I think almost pulling yourself back a little bit from work, from always thinking, always worrying, always trying to figure something out and and able to spend time in the gym. I would talk to you and say, man, you're like, man, I'm ahead of the gym. And you were so excited. You know, we do a lot of video calls. I could see on your face a lot of, you were excited to go, but also you started to take David with you or you would be able to, that was about the time that I think that you and Allison started getting closer and she was getting ready to go to school and, and you started investing a lot of your time in her and you know, seeing you be able to put some of that energy and that balance back into your family, back into your physical self, boy, I mean, your confidence level soared. It did. And the key to it was, you know, you're, you guys are the ones that I work with. I mean, we're, we're on the phone all the time and we're, we're pretty connected here uh, in a good way. And, And I say that because there are certain personality types of which I'm one that anytime you take away from making sure that we take care of all the people that, you know, depend on us around here, there's a guilt that goes along with it. And that it can be so consuming to the point that, I mean, I can, I know, you know, day early on and years ago, when I first went into a leadership role and on the sales teams and trying to drive business that way, it's a heavy burden that you've got a hundred people and then your organization that are depending upon you to keep this thing going and, and, and be successful. And so, how that manifests itself and, and what it means, there's two ways that you can go. You can really dive deep into it and keep banging your head against the wall and just just win by the fact that you're willing to bang your head more than anybody else. That's a way to do it. I'm not saying it's certainly the smartest way to do it. And I think just in the last few years, you know, you have to get, I think you got to hit 50 and then you finally figure out that there's better ways to do things. Man, I'm, I'm 39 and I've, <laughs> I've found out the hard way <laughs> a, a, a lot. You know, but you, you touched on something interesting, Mike, and in, in that it's, again, you go back to the fact that we only have so many hours in a day. And as you begin to take on other responsibilities in life, we utter that phrase more frequently. I don't have the time. I don't have the time to work out. I don't have the time to invest in myself and make myself better physically, spiritually, mentally, whatever. This was your nice conversation. Yeah. Right. And then you find out, so I don't, I don't have the time to take away that hour and it becomes that self-licking ice cream cone. So then you start to feel less confident. So then you're less likely to begin to work on yourself. And it just, it it starts this downward trajectory of the way that you think, the way that you feel, the way that you look on and on and on. And so you have to reframe that of, I don't have the time to not do this longevity wise, right? Because I think all we're trying to do at this point, whether we're 38 or 50 or 54, is we're just trying to stay out of the nursing home for longer, right? right? While also becoming highly, you know, while maintaining a high level of proficiency as a professional, but those two are so intrinsically linked 
that I would argue that you have to reframe the question of, do I have the time to not work out? Do I have the time to not invest in myself? And if, and if the answer to that is yes, well, then what consequence are you willing to pay as a result? Right. You're, you're reading the transcript of our conversations from probably, you know, January to, to, to May, because it was May 1st of, of last year is when, you know, COVID's hitting and, and we're, we're talking about survival toolkits and figuring out what we're going to do and, and how we're going to be successful here. And it's like, you know what, this is the time I got to do my thing. And I had heard it multiple times from, from Tim. I had heard it probably a little bit more pointedly from, from you. And it was like, I don't have time to do this. And it's like, you don't, you don't have time not to do it. And that was, that was, I mean, May 1st, it's when we started, you know, I started uh, working out with this guy that I just treasure now. And now I look forward, I want to get there. I want to do, I mean, you get a little bit addicted to it to the point that it's like, you know what, it's Tuesday and I got to make sure I get some time in the gym or I'm just not going to feel nearly as well. And, and think, if I don't feel well today, then it, it'll roll over in tomorrow. And, and think about this. Let's say that you spent one less hour of your day on work and use that hour to make yourself better physically. If you look at that time, do you think you really missed any efficiency? Do you think you no. really missed any quality of work? Did you work as many hours with quote unquote work as you did the day before? Probably not. Did you, were you just as effective or probably more effective? I would say so. hundred percent. And, and I think, you know, and that's one thing I've learned since you mentioned several ages in the room and I would be the eldest of those. <laughs> Thank you, Davin. I don't want to call that out. But <laughs> no, it was, you made it clear. <laughs> you said it. Thank you. What I've learned is once you have a level of knowledge and you have a level of understanding of who you are and how your value fits in the organization is that, you know, it's not about the hours you spend. It's about the quality of time you spend with the right people to get the things done that you need to get done. But then being able to make that personal time, whether that be workout time, whether that's family time, I can remember before I could tell you would feel guilty about not working. It would be, you know, evening, it would be late Friday and you're like, oh man, I'm really sorry. But, you know, I've got this thing with my kids I've got to go to and, you know, I'll, I'll keep my phone on and we're like, dude, don't, <laughs> right? And, and that, was, that was about the same time that you really started spending more time away and doing things with your children, spending quality time with your kids. And I got to tell you, your confidence soared, your, the quality of your work soared, you know, our numbers got better and all that had to do with working less. Right. <laughs> and so, and so part of that is getting over yourself and the guilt of not working, of not constantly thinking. And it's almost the point of the guilt of not worrying exactly about, about work. Well, and, and here's the thing. It's not about the one hour that you spend on it. It's the 23 hours that you benefit from it. Right. Right. And, and that can be from the gym, from meditation, from spending that quality time with your kids, whatever it is that you're doing to improve yourself. Again, it's not about the acuteness of the moment. It's about the long-term impacts. And, you know, you talk about mindsets and habits and, you know, you and I've discussed that on podcasts recently, Tim, and and that's the kind of stuff that drives it. That's the driver. That's what dictates it. And that's what ultimately makes you better. And, and, and I can't stress it enough is that, listen, we talk about on, on the podcast, um, we talk about mindsets for those listening, you know, I've really enjoy listening to the podcast and, you know, have heard many of them. You'll, you'll see that those trends through our podcasts, you'll always hear about Clifton's and Colby scores and mindset training that, that we're doing all the time right here. And if none of what we're talking about today happens, 
I don't, I'm not the benefactor of it. Certainly if we don't live those principles every day, it's easy to talk about and maybe it sounds great for a podcast, but living it every day and doing it, you know, talking about, you know what, recognizing that, that, you know, somebody feels guilty because they're not putting 24 hours in, in every day and saying things like, you know what, you don't have time not to do this. Those are ways you show that you live these ideals every day. Those are the ways that we actually live up to the things that we actually say we do. And, and I'll tell you, I don't see a lot of companies that do that. It's disheartening probably, but frankly, you know, that's, it's what makes access so much different than everybody else out there. Yeah, absolutely. And here's what I want to do. I think this is a good way to kind of work on the tail end of this is the transformation of Mike Kelly for our listeners, for those people that are, that are wanting to make a change that are wanting to get better personally, professionally, spiritually, whatever, in order to make themselves a, a better performer at work. What are three to five things that you would tell them in terms of habits, mindsets, et cetera, that they can work on that you would recommend that you've done to help make them better. And Tim, you can feel free to weigh in on this as well. Yeah. The value mindset is probably the number one thing that I would tell people to learn, understand, you know, the, the school of fish running around, as I know a lot of you have heard on the podcast here, but if you are bringing value to your organization every day, and I'm saying not what other people perceive as value, but how you really know the value that you bring to the organization, count on that, lean on that, leverage into it every day. Know that, you know what, you've got a lot of knowledge you need to share that. You need to do all of those things. But at the same time, you know what? It is, it's, it's okay to clock out too. All right. So if you know that you're that valuable and you can certainly get away from this guilt feeling that you're, you're not spending 24 hours a day working. Now, the other mindset is for me personally, it's every day. What we do here is what we do every day. We wake up in the morning, we hit it as hard as that you can possibly hit it. We take interesting and creative ways of doing things, but at the same time, we also take care of ourselves. So my job every day is not finished until I get time physically in the gym. It's just, uh, that, that's the way I've had to approach it. And the consistency starts to snowball. You know, May 1st was a pretty tough workout, but June 1st was a heck of a lot better. July 1st and August 1st and December 1st were even better than every month before, but it was the consistency. For me, I can tell you, I've never taken in uh, my 50 year life slash my career. As soon as I got done with, with, as soon as I was finished with college, it was like, you know what? I got to turn everything off and just focus 110% of everything I can on making money and having a career because I got to support a family. And I had never really taken time to do anything for me. So the idea of actually doing something that's just going to be focused on me, it was like the biggest gift in the world. To a degree, you'll, you'll certainly feel a little bit guilty about that, but you'll get over that pretty pretty quick as you start feeling better. But it really is, you know, the first time, and it's it's been fantastic. Well, I want to challenge you on something, and it's the time that you spend away saying that it's just for you. I mean, I think David and Allison like having their dad around. Right. <laughs> we'll see. They do, right? <laughs> and, and Jen, maybe to a lesser extent, but but whatever, right? They, yeah. they like having you around. And, and that's why that time that you spend away, that time that you spend on, quote, unquote, yourself, is actually an investment back into your family as well. And they go with me. That's probably been the biggest thing that I just have fallen in love with is that when the days that I can get them with me up there, uh, going to the gym and with, you know, one being home from college for the summer and, you know, one being a high school football player, it's tough with schedules, but when it works out, man, I just have a ball. That's the greatest hour, hour and 15 minutes of my day. You know, and Tim, you being the elder statesman, 
in this room, like we've already discussed. Do you have anything to add to that in terms of sage wisdom or tips or tricks that you've used over the years? Wow, sage wisdom. I doubt you're gonna get much of that from me. <laughs> Elder statesman. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's that's bad. It's not like an AARP <laughs> commercial. Really <laughs> don't don't say ARP around me right now. Thank you. I'll get my car down in a minute. Thank you. But Mike, I, I know what the big you know, for me from the outside, seeing the big change in you was when Barb started working with you directly on your Clifton's. And, and when you started to see who you were and not just your strengths, but why? And I know that for me, that was a big, big changer, big game changer was you understanding, you know, belief is your number one and why that is and, and getting your head wrapped around that was huge for you because it laid the foundation for everything that you are as a person, as an individual that you value. And then coming back and building on top of that main strength, value, everything else in your life, whether that be work, whether that be family, whether that be your, your physical preparation, whether that be your mental preparation, the way you think, um, your happiness, your interaction with others, all based on who it is that you were as an individual. And to me, that was when things started to change for you. hundred percent. Barb hit me on belief. I don't know that she sees it quite often. Um, we do, I mean, at the time, I don't know that any of us knew what we were dealing with or, or much about how to even read those. But when we spent the time to understand and, you know, kind of pull back layer after layer after layer, it started to make a lot more sense. Sense to the, when I say it makes sense, it actually, you know, put it into perspective that I can do something with it. That's all, that's what makes sense to me means. If you can tell me what I am and, and help me understand what those skills and and traits are that I can actually then put into play and actually do something with and apply it, you know, and she, and I think that, you know, it was pulling teeth a little bit for her. She, she, she had to work to get it out, but man, when we figured that out, which I didn't know before, and it, it, it's a perspective that, yeah, it was about that time that things started to change and that started to change the, the mental side of things first. And then it was um, obviously the physical side, you know, uh, later on. That, and believe me, I've got a long way to go, guys. So, you know, it's a journey, but it's a really fun journey. We mentioned something on a podcast a couple of weeks ago, and I'd love to dive into it more on another day. But the idea is you'll never truly be successful until you figure out exactly who it is that you are. And, you know, once you figure that out, once you understand who it is that you truly are, and just as importantly, who you aren't, can you really begin to take that true self and make the most of it? And, and it goes back Mike, to value. You can never figure out how much or what value you bring to your organization, to your family, and sometimes most importantly to yourself until you figure out exactly who it is that you are. And once you truly start to grasp who you are and your strengths and what value you bring to the world, that's when things start to click. And, you know, that's what I've seen in you. And that's that, you know, it comes back confidence, your physical, you know, work, your mental work, your spiritual work, your family work, all that becomes easier when you figure out who you are. I think the difference is we sometimes try to try to make ourselves something in order to fix everything around us. <laughs> until we bring everything back in and learn who we are, can we truly understand how we can be val truly valuable to the people around us? Because I know that all they really want is who we are. Barb had an exercise and every one of us went through it. You sat down in the chair in the middle of the room and 
people went around and you were talking about it. And I'll be honest with you. I think it was innocuous. I mean, it was great. It was good. It was great to hear that thing until she got to me and man, it was, you know, it was brutal. It, it was hard for me to listen to, you know, some of the things that she was saying. And, and for those that are listening on the podcast, it was nothing bad. It wasn't, it wasn't anything you would think would be bad, but the way I heard it and the way I was, you know, hearing that and the way she was asking the questions of why, uh, why do you have this belief system and why do you lean so hard into this belief system? It's like that moment in every, you know, courtroom drama when, when the, you know, the, the attorney asking the question finally gets the guy on the stand to, you know, break down and tell him why, man, that was the, that I'll, I won't forget it. Yeah. That was a big moment, big moment. <laughs> well, and I'm a case study over the course of this last year of really, truly digging into who you are and identifying your strengths and spending a lot of time reflecting who you are, who you're not, not letting mistakes define you, not letting the past define you, but, but really, truly spending time on who you are, not just then, but who do you want to be? Who do you truly want to be? Not who you think you want to be or who others think they need you to be, but who are you and who do you want to be? And that's such a foundational mindset and a really good kind of full circle point for this podcast because it serves as the foundation for our company. It's a mindset, right? And, mm-hmm. and we spend a lot of time and effort into that reflection, into mindset, into understanding who we are as people, who we want to be and how that plays into the greater part of the team. Right. And, and I think that's part of what makes access so special. And here's the other cool thing. We've got a lot of listeners. Our listener base is genuinely increasing. And we have a lot of people with a lot of different experiences that tune into this podcast. And so we want to hear from you guys about how you guys have applied this kind of mindset and how you've applied that realization that, you know, you need to invest in yourself, not just professionally, but personally, physically, whatever it is and how that's made you better. So share that with us on social media, share it with us um, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, or wherever you can find us, because we want to know, you know, get get into these show notes and leave us a comment there as well, because we genuinely want to know what you guys have done because we read those things and we take and apply. And that's how we make not only this podcast better, but we make ourselves better as a result of our listeners experience and feedback. Just like we hope you guys learn and grow from our experience and our feedback. Absolutely. Totally agree. I think it's a good place to stop, Mike. You bet. Super glad to have you here today. You got Thank you for the uh, couch time here in the psychologist office or wherever we are. Absolutely. It's the podcast studio. Your your, your time is up. Lay five (laughs) cents on the, on the table and leave. And finally, for our listeners, go to accessefm.com. Check out our website and our offerings and how we're interacting with our customers and what we're bringing to the marketplace. There's some super exciting stuff in there. Tim, Mike, appreciate your time. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Devin. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.